Welcome back to the Unending TBR podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, and today I have another very special author interview, and I am glad you have joined us. I'm here today with the fabulous Susan Tuttle. <laughs> and um, I, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them what you write? All right. Well, I'm Susan Tuttle, and um, I am an author of contemporary Christian romance books. I have two that are currently out and one that will be coming out later this year in November. Um, And yeah, I I love romance. To me, it's just a picture of uh, how God romances us. And so he's he's the greatest romance story of all. Um, And so my books just kind of come out that way. And um, I've, I've always loved Story World. I, I think I've lived in it my whole life. So it's great to finally be able to write and um, just kind of make start to make a career out of it. Wow, that is so. How long have you wanted to be a writer? Um, on and off, actually, since I was very little, I won a writing contest in first grade. It was called Young Authors. And I was bitten way back then, and I had the chance to meet some other authors uh, because of that, and just thought it was the neatest thing in the world that people could just write stories and and get to do that with their lives. And, um, but as you grow up, things change, and I kind of went ebbed and flowed, ebbed and flowed uh, until about a decade ago when I really thought, you know, I want to, I want to try to make this work. And so I started to write more seriously at that time and began to pursue publication. Okay, so I'd like to introduce our topic that we've discussed about because one of your books is going to fall into this. Yes. Um, and that's the topic of second chance romance. So, what has been one of your favorite hmm. in this trope? Well, when you asked me that, like, I went old school for my very first pick. Very, very old school, actually. Back to the, I should be careful what I say, because it was published the year I was married. So maybe it's not too old school. But um, <laughs> published way back in 97. And um, I, it's a nostalgic read for me. It was by Terry Blackstock and called Blind Trust. And she had an entire series called Second Chances. Uh, this was the first one that I picked up, though. And the reason I love it so much and has such a fondness for me is not only is it, it's Terry Blackstock, and even though there's been some te- technique changes, like as a writer, you would notice her writing um, and look at it and go, okay, yeah, that's definitely writing from the 90s. I don't know that all readers would pick up on that. Um, so there's definitely been some technique changes through the years. But um, I love, for me, trying to find good Christian fiction um, and trying to refine what I was reading at that time, it was a, a writer that I could read and feel like, this is a really great story and fast paced and good characters. And it pulled me in and it made me realize that there is this genre of Christian fiction out there that there's actually some really great stuff being done. And so for me, it was just mm-hmm. um, a, good, a good book that, that it reintroduced me or introduced me and pulled me into the world of Christian fiction. Well, you know, when you said that you were going to do Blind Trust, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But then I realized when I went back and read which one it was, I was thinking of Evidence of Mercy, how it was oh, like yeah. similar with the planes and everything. Yes. Like, 
I haven't even read Blind Trust yet. I need to go back and read that one. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's a pretty short read too. But, and like I said, I mean, there's definitely, it's, it's from the 90s. So there's some dating in there, like dated stuff in there. Um, but for me, for a nostalgic book and um, this whole idea of second chances and how that could be approached from a Christian perspective um, and digging into that mm -hmm. and two characters having to learn how to forgive them, forgive each other. Um, just really, well, really, it was really Sherry had to forgive Clint, but how he pursued her in that, I thought yeah. was really neat. So, and um, yeah, it was, it was a good, like I said, I think she had four books in that series, so. Yeah, I think I, I don't know if I've read any, now I'm like, now I'm trying to think back. If I've read any of them, I have to go check that now because yeah, there I is. realized. <laughs> Sorry. There was Never Again Goodbye, When Dreams Crossed, and then Blind Trust. And then there was the one after this that you, you had mentioned, I want to say. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's what that one was. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like Terry Blackstock, too, really started, I mean, I feel like she was kind of the start of the romantic suspense as well, too. Yeah. Was, I feel like she really introduced that which has kicked off a whole huge chunk of what the market is today. Oh my goodness. It was, it was like in the nineties, right around that time we had her, we had um, the O'Malley series from Dean Henderson. Um, there was, um, I know, and Denise Hunter was really coming in with Christian, like a Christian romance, the non suspense side. And these writers were, I was yeah. so pleased to find them and think, okay, this is really turning Christian fiction on end and, and, and creating a lot of stories that I'm excited to read. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's amazing how much is available in yeah. this market. Like it's, and it just keeps on growing. So I, I love seeing that grow. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of Denise Hunter, my first pick for, um, <clears throat> a second chance is going to be the very first, I believe it was the very first Denise Hunter that I ever read. And that was The Accidental Bride. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember the name of the series. It was like Montana Sky or Big Sky Romance, something like that. It was the Western one. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I remember the title though. But um, yeah, I mean, that was my first introduction to her writing. And I really loved how she does characters. Like, I feel you can really feel what they're feeling. You can understand their kind of like mindset, even though you don't have the same thing. She really helps absor absorbs you into mm -hmm. why they're doing the things that they're doing or why they made the choices that they did. And um, I like that. And I liked how she, um, I liked how it was the story of like one person was left at the altar. Um, okay. Let me, I, I did write down their names. So it was, <laughs> Shay, yeah, Shay, yeah. Shay was, left, was left at the altar by Travis and he went off to pursue his rodeo career. And then it's like, it's a few years. It's like five, six years that he comes back. Yeah. And then they, they end up accidentally married in a <laughs> wedding recreation. And it was just like, it was just so fun how she 
did that where it's like you wouldn't think that that would be a really maybe it's not realistic I don't know if that's ever happened to somebody but she made it work so well <laughs> and it was so entertaining to watch and that's what she does she's really great at pulling at your emotions um and mm -hmm. really yeah. so much in the story that you know, even if as an author, she takes kind of some of that artistic license of going, yeah, would this really happen? Would they actually, you don't even care because you're so enjoying the book. <laughs> you don't. Characters. And you do, yeah. Work. And I think that that really speaks highly of her writing. Um, and it's funny you mentioned mm -hmm. her because we Definitely. talked about one of her books was, I was, gonna, I was thinking of Married Till Monday. And you and Jessica Kate had I talked. I know. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll grab another. But and not that we couldn't have talked about it again, but she's just that prolific and, and well-written as an author um, that you just, her books come to mind and uh, you so enjoy sinking into them and reading them. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like she's done, she's done, once I started writing down how many second chance ones she's done, she's written a lot of them and a lot of really, really interesting ones, a lot of interesting family dynamics and yes. Yeah, I agree. Good. Okay, so what's your next pick? Um, the next one that kind of came to mind for me was Above the Fold by Rachel Daniel. Mc I always want to call her Rachel Daniel. It's Rachel McDaniel. I know this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, she's actually published with the same publisher as me, and it's been really great to get to know her, but even more so to just enjoy her writing. Um, this mm -hmm. A second chance story. What I loved is um, I tend to gravitate more towards contemporaries, um, but she's a she's a historical writer, and this was set in the 1920s. And her ability to ground you into that setting of the 1920s and feel like you were there, um, she did a phenomenal job with that. Even just in the way that they spoke and the things that they said, um, and kind of bringing you into Pittsburgh mm -hmm. and what that looked like at that time. Uh, so I and and I loved how she took from the 1920s. So it's about Alyssa and Cole. So um, Alyssa Tillman and Cole Parker, and uh, you know he kind of left her, and I think she thought he was going to come back, and he didn't yeah. hear from him at all. And it's like five years later, and um, there's there's a lot of woundedness that's there actually on both their parts. But one of the things that's mm -hmm. so Alyssa is part of her wound comes from the time period she lives in and being a woman during that time period and, and not really feeling like she's worth as much because she has to work so hard for the things that she wants just because of her gender. And even mm -hmm. um, kind of feeling neglected from her dad and not even wanted from her dad um, because of misunderstandings that have occurred. And she thinks it's because she's a girl and he didn't have a son. And so you get to see that struggle play out with her and um, how the wound of what Cole has done to her has, has just magnified that even more. And I think Rachel did a really yeah. great, great job walking them both through some healing that they, they needed. Cole has his, whole, whole, his own set of wounds and uh, she does a great yeah. job walking them through that and allowing them to come back together. And I feel too with that time period, it's like for people who are like kind of on that bridge between historical and contemporary, it's almost like that bridge time because there's a lot more modernisms mm -hmm. in that time than like um, frontier or like early Western stuff. So it, it's, it's like a little bit closer where I feel like the language is a little bit different. It, it feels, at least to me, I, I'm like, I'm contemporary and then I'll also read like 
medieval and Western and frontier life. So I feel like that one almost feels closer to the contemporary side. Yeah, I would agree. Where you can understand that language and stuff. So. I would agree, yes. Yeah. One thing that I loved about their story and Cole like working to win her back was the lit like the history that they had and how he would bring he brought back like how he would send her messages in yeah. the pen. Like I thought that was so yeah. Cole won me over very quickly. <laughs> I'm a sucker for nicknames. Like to me, mm-hmm. I, just, I when, will use them in some of my like I'm just a sucker for it. And he called her Sparky or Spark. And you know, for the whole book, she's thinking it's for one reason. And at the end, he kind of reveals mm-hmm. it. It was like a heart melting moment of, of why he truly yeah. that. Um, it was just another kind of, you know, connecting them back together. And I just, I love that. Yeah. The mystery, there was a bit of mystery in this book too. And I really enjoyed that as we kind of figured out what was going on and, you know, who, who killed who and, and what was going on with, yeah. Yeah, that, that pacing was really, that was really fast paced for that. I really liked how she incorporates the mystery. I always love a little dash of mystery or suspense in there to, mm-hmm. to, to bring that up. That's always, that was a really fun feat. I like that. And I know what a speakeasy is now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. We get educated while we read. Yes. <laughs> uh, so. Yes, definitely. That was, that was a fun one. Um, so, where am I? So, I'm, I'm on my pen number two. Oh. What? Oh, I was just going to say, you're talking about suspense, too, and it actually made me think of um, another writer. So, Jessica Pat, she has a really good, and it, it's, a, it's an LIS book, so it's shorter. But she did a really great reunion story too that was full of suspense because it's, you know, love-inspired suspense. But what I really liked about that one is not all of the suspense that was in it. I think it, um, it was um, oh, da, 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 killer exposure. But what I liked about that one is he left not realizing there was a baby involved. And, you know, a lot of times you can draw that out and have a lot, like they had adult conversations about this and he really got upset, but they worked through it and they taught, and I like that. I like when an author can, instead of trying to use something as a plot element to keep them apart, just to have it there, they can walk it through like, mm-hmm. okay, adults, we're going to talk this through. We're going to work through this. And, and there are issues that have come up from this and we're not going to pretend there's not, and we're not going to keep the secret longer mm-hmm. than we need to keep it. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about, I really, I really have liked that. And a lot of these authors we're talking about tonight, it's one of the elements that I like about their writing. Yeah. And sorry, um, I missed the, the author's name on that one. Jessica Patch. Jessica Patch. I don't think I've read any of hers, so I'm going to have to check that one. Yeah, she's good. She's very good. Okay. Another one for the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so another element... I was, I was really working hard at narrowing down the two because it was like, I, I picked my two favorites pretty quick. And then it was like, it was hard for that third because there were so many that I wanted to squeeze in there. I know. <laughs> but it was kind of, I thought, again, it's not just a Denise Hunter episode. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I kind of liked um, the element of, and it's been done in a couple. I think Colleen Coble has done a couple with this, a trope of like an amnesia twist on a second chance and with Denise's the goodbye bride 
I really liked how she used the amnesia kind of plot twist to kind of almost give you like a reverse the vow feel story. So with that one. Carried it off so well. She really did. And I mean, for me, I don't know about you, but like from the beginning of that series, I was really excited to see Zach's story because Mm -hmm. you saw him in the first book and it was like, why did his fiance run away? And you see how he's been hurting and grieving her just leaving him. You don't know why. And then to finally get to that story and you find, and then you, you actually don't find out why she really left until quite a while into the book. But then when she gets amnesia, she doesn't even remember why she left. And she's still like right in the middle of getting ready to marry him. And then she shows back up and it was just, yeah, again, with the Denise Hunter, all, all the emotions and, and figuring out how to do that and how she brought that into the plot. I think that was a real unique yeah, way to do that. I agree. And Hallmark made that into a movie at Christmas time. They made okay, it into- Okay, I think I blocked that out because I'm so worried that it's not going to live up to it. I didn't even watch it. I didn't live up to it, I will agree. <laughs> I watched it because I, oh. I was like, no, and I, I get that they needed to make it fit the time and all that, da, 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 but I was, the book, if you only watch the movie, you need to go read the book. Yeah, maybe that'll work as a draw, like to draw people in. They did that with, um, oh, which one? The Convenient Groom, too. Yes, I did. did watch that one. Yeah. I think it was called Convenient Groom, too. Yeah, and it, it, had the same, it had the same title. Yep. And again, I like the yep. book. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> I for, I totally blanked out that that was made into a Hallmark movie. I mean, yep. but that one has been, that was probably my favorite in that series. I mean, I, yeah, the Married Till Monday is good to, I mean, they're all good. But <laughs> they're all, and, and so I, what about I, you? That series is probably one of my favorites, so. Yeah. Do you want oh, to yeah. That was so Sure. <laughs> um, Falling for You by Becky Wade. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably one of my all-time favorite books. It hit so many notes I liked. Um, I <laughs> adored Corbin. Um, yes. He has the best sense of humor. Um, his pursuit of her uh, just was heart melting, um, <laughs> you know, and, and to hear their backstory and to hear their struggle and, and to see like what Willow was going through and the guilt that she carried and how there's just a scene where she's just relieved of that and God's grace and mercy comes in. And so it's not almost, it's not just a second chance for her and Corbin. It's really a second chance with her relationship with God too. I kind of felt, and, um, at least to me, that's how I read it. And, um, it was just such a, I mean, it hit all the right notes. It had a little bit of humor. It had great Mm -hmm. romance, great dialogue, uh, and banter within it. Um, this hero that will just do anything for her, um, because he just, yes. loves her. and, um, then this beautiful moment of just God uh, being reminded that, you know, we can never stray so far that God can't find us. And even in those moments, his love for us is, 
even greater than these heroes that we look at. And um, so just the whole thing just wrapped up perfectly for me. It's, it's still to this day, one of my favorite reads. So just hit me right. Yeah. I mean, she just hit the nail on the head with so like, yes to everything you said. That was just, it was, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you know, because I, I love the first one, but that, that second one hit so many great redemptive notes. Mm -hmm. You're right, through, through both of them. It was, you told, like, there was nothing that felt unreal, like every, their, what they went through felt yeah. genuine and then why they separated, like, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should have just said ditto for what you said. It was, just, it was just such a great quality story. Like, mm -hmm. I really, I know it's like the middle book, and I feel like it kind of got passed over a little bit, but it's like, oh, there was so much meat in that story. Mm -hmm. I agree. And that's, that's Becky Wade. I mean, for me, she's become, um, she's someone I followed since her very first book, My Stubborn Heart. But every book I read, I'm like, oh, she just gets better and better and better in her writing and her skill and her depth. Um, but I, yes. I, I do keep coming back to this one as probably my favorite of hers that I, I just, for so many reasons for me personally, so. Yeah, I mean, she really has that ability to grab at sometimes really the heart of some really hard issues and, yes. and issues that feel very real and yeah, she's not, she's not afraid to write about tough topics, and I think that's what makes her really very thought-provoking, too. Mm -hmm. And she writes about them in very authentic ways. Like, she doesn't just skirt around. Yeah. She goes in, and, and she really walks through them with her characters um, for all the, the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. Um, and she always brings mm -hmm. hope, and, and, I, and I so appreciate that about her writing. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and nothing's like these, the, the drama isn't thrown in there for just for drama's sake. By the mm -hmm. time you get to the point of it, it's like, it just feels real. Mm -hmm. These fictional <laughs> characters feel real. <laughs> and her heroes are always amazing. They are, yes. I know, I, I just reread My Stubborn Heart. Oh. This month? Oh. Such a good book. It is. It is. Okay, so for my third pick, I'm probably going to go, so this one's a little bit, I consider it a second chances. I don't know if you've read it, Rekindled by Tamara Alexander. I've heard of that. I can't remember if I've read it or not. What? That sounds really familiar. So it's been kind of, it's an older book. I It was her first published book. And it's a story set in the late 1800s about a couple, Catherine and Larson, who have been married for 10 years and something mm -hmm. happens and Catherine believes that Larson has died in a tragic accident. Oh. And so the second chances role comes in kind of with another one of my favorite tropes is like a secret identity or alternate identity. So Larson is still alive. Catherine does not know that. Catherine's trying to keep their farm afloat as a woman alone in the frontier. Oh. And 
he has such a jaded past and, and they were going through some struggles in their marriage right before this accident. So Catherine's living with guilt that things weren't resolved in their marriage. And then Larson is, he's actually disfigured from this accident. So she does not recognize him right away and he keeps to the side, but it's like, this real slow burn, and, and Tamara Alexander does a great slow burn buildup, and it's a slow burn of them coming back together, even when a way that Catherine doesn't know it, and Larson's wondering if he's, he's always felt unworthy of her because of the things in his past, and it's just, it's all those really, I loved it because it was a really tender story, of how God's love shapes us even through our really terrible experiences into, and he can turn anything towards the good. And that's why I just love that one. I, I um, read it and I'm like, wow, this is like classic material. It's just very deep, very good. Definitely one I will want to read. I just, I looked it up right quick while you were talking and the cover looks so familiar to me. And I feel like mm -hmm. forever ago, but I'm, I, I would think that the story would have stuck because I mean, everything that you're saying is exactly what I love in a book. So <laughs> I don't know that I read it. I right, I yeah. And it was, yes, there's so many great things about that book. It's definitely one, I feel like there was one thing that it's like, what were like five books that you could recommend to like anybody? And to me, the redemptive power of that book, mm -hmm. it's one that I would recommend to anybody any genre so yeah yeah I i'm definitely adding it to my list now <laughs> okay so would you like to talk to us about your second chance book coming up huh. yes so um my my books kind of came out in different order so my debut was called at first glance and that came mm -hmm. out 2018 and then in 2019 I had a book called Love You Truly which is actually just a standalone book and so this third book that's coming out is actually the sequel to my debut at first glance mm. and so um and at first glance uh the main character Penny has a sister named Belle who is uh, engaged to be married uh that wedding planning takes um a, a big piece of at first glance and a lot of what's going on is, is her sister's getting married um, as Penny's story develops and Belle is not the nicest person in the world um, and her, her fiance is actually cousins with the guy that ends up um, with Penny but these two are not in the best Penny or I mean Belle and Mike are not in the best of places in in this book and at the end, by the end of the book, uh, they end up not together. So, um, and you also find out from Belle a little bit of backstory as to why maybe she's not as nice as she is. And so their story is coming, Belle and Micah's story is coming. He leaves her at the altar in the first book. And uh, spoiler, if you haven't read it, but it does play into the, the book I'm talking about, um, Belle is actually pregnant when she gets left at the altar. And so what book is starting, um, it's called Then Again Maybe, and it's coming out in 2019, or 2020. This is 2020, isn't it? Are you there? Are you still there? Yeah, okay. I'm here. 
I don't know what happened there. Okay. All right. I'm trying to think what you were. All right. So, so when is it coming out? When is the next? Um, so it's coming out in 2020 and it's Bell and Micah's re, re, their story of their way back together. Um, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of hurt involved. Um, when he shows up on the page and and when I, what I did was really the the goal of this story in, in some ways, part of it, um, was I didn't want to pick up right where the other book left off. Uh, he leaves and books it out of town. And so she hasn't seen him in several years by the time he shows back up. It's about three years. Um, their, their daughter is about two and a half years old. He's, he's not seen them. And part of me just was asking that question of, okay, this element of forgiveness, if, if somebody shows up on your doorstep who is saying, hey, I've changed, but you have not seen that change. Like you weren't there. So over those two and a half years while he was gone, he kind of had to come to Jesus time and he really changed and became a completely different man who now knows what he wants. And that's Belle and their daughter. And also has had a huge heart change and he understands what it's going to take to pursue them and to seek forgiveness. But obviously Belle saw none of this. The last she knew of him, he was the guy that left her at the altar. And so how do we know when somebody comes into our life and shows up and they've done us a grievous wrong and really broken our heart and they show up and say, hey, I want you to forgive me and I've changed. How do we know that that change has really happened and how do we walk that out with them? And how do we walk through not just forgiveness but possibly reconciliation? Because forgiveness and reconciliation are two different things and we hit on that in this book. Yeah. And so it's, it's their second chance. Uh. Oh, I like, I am so excited to read this book when I heard that you were redoing them because in the first book, I mean, I was very protective of Penny. I was, I, I was team Penny. I, I loved her. And so like, I wanted to protect her against Belle, how Belle was mean to her, but then you hit it in a point in the book. I don't remember what point it was, but it was like, I was all like, Belle's the enemy. And then there was a point where you drop that little nugget of, well, maybe Belle is under a different kind of pressure or she's facing things, her own kind of struggles. And you drop that little nugget and then a little light bulb in my head went off like, oh, there's, there's gotta be a story there of the pressure that Belle has been under as well. And I loved how you did that. And I I can't wait to see that, that story unfold. Cause I, I really like that when you can make me like a character I didn't really like because by the end of the book, I was like, sister power. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, I was, I was hoping because what I, I knew, I knew all along, I mean, I, I could see Belle and Micah's story the whole way through. And so I was like, but how do I take this person who's so not likable right now and make people want to read more about her? And um, so hopefully we accomplished that. I, Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, yes, I am definitely. Wait. So you, you were planning on writing this story the whole, like when you're writing first glance, you, you knew. Um, I knew about, you're going to do it. I knew probably about actually three quarters of the way through, um, as things were unraveling and I could kind of see where they were going. Um, I, it started to realize there's more story here and I, and I knew bits and pieces about them that don't really come out in that in at first glance, but come out in this one that I knew were there and had gotten layered in, 
And I was like, yeah, there's more story here um, for both of them, both yeah. Martha and Belle just had things that they needed to work through and, and some own, own hurt, hurts that they needed to go through. Mm, yes. Um, maybe it was like this, because I read suspense and mysteries for so long, you know, like even in contemporary, you're trying to like look for clues of what's <laughs> going on behind the scenes. And I do feel like with Belle and Micah's story, it's like, man, there's stuff going on. <laughs> just like, <laughs> Part of that does try to make me predict them, but we'll see. <laughs> um, so wh what was the most difficult part in writing this book? Uh, really, honestly, the most difficult part in writing this book for me is um, the, it's kind of sound funny, but the, the line that I, that I write this book for, so um, uh, with Lighthouse Publishing, I, it was Iron Stream now, the, the publishing arm that I write these stories, this group of stories, these three specifically, is, um, mm -hmm. is, is swings more towards clean romance than full-on inspiration. I mean, I've definitely allowed to mention God and the Bible, but it's, it's more swung towards um, not as a heavy of an inspirational thread as what I could write like when I wrote Love You Truly. And so... Oh. Yeah, and so it, it's, it's finding ways, it's more, sometimes more allegorical, or it's more there, but it's not as overt as, as other books that I write. So tackling a topic such as forgiveness and um, reconciliation, and to me, coming from a Christian perspective, it was like, okay, God, how are we going to do this in a way that really still points 100% to you and shines your truth that forgiveness only happens through your power and your strength. And um, without coming out and being able to say it so overtly. And so walking that line and being able to, I just, I mean, I thought about, you know, okay, C.S. Lewis wrote books and you knew what he was saying and they were all allegorical and um, yeah, the, the power of God on that page was still evidently there. And that really became my prayer that as Lord, as I write these, just be there in the midst of this, that we can show your heart for forgiveness and your heart for reconciliation um, in, in a way that you want this story to be told. So balancing that and being able to get that on the page, um, I really had to rely a lot on God to be able to do that. I mean, I always do with my writing, but I felt it even more in the story. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can imagine, especially. And I mean, really, all, it seems like second chance altogether. There's so much forget, like, forgiveness is such a huge part of that. It's not, you know, you need it. Yeah. And we need it. We need forgive. We need, we need, we'll need forgiveness. I think that's one thing that I really, that I do like about the books in this genre that I do is it always reminds it's like, hey, even when we mess up, God gives us second, third, fourth chances. It's you know? <laughs> just like, like, you know, even when we're mad at the characters for being so, <laughs> such a pain, it's like, oh man, we, we mess up so much worse so many times. I know. Still <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I am definitely looking forward to that. And can you, you've, have you released the title yet? Yeah, so it's, it's then again, maybe. Um, okay. We're in the process of waiting for a cover right now, so I just don't have a cover to put up yet. But it will be, I, I believe, November 17th. Um, they just changed my release date and bumped it up a little, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's okay. November 17th. 
So. Okay. Yes. Definitely gonna definitely gonna do that. So, um, well, I, I mean, I am so excited. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait because very much looking. Oh, are we going to see much of Penny and Jonah in that one? Penny and Jonah. I have to ask. Yes, they are in there. Um, so you will definitely see them. They're in a couple chapters here and there. I had, I mean, they're they're two of my favorite characters. So, um, and and Jonah's such our Penny and Belle's relationship has come a long way. So to be able to put them back on the page mm -hmm. together and show that was really great to do. Yes. Yeah, I love it to catch a glimpse. Like, yeah, because I guess it's going to be yeah three years. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, is there and is there um, a place that our listeners can find you on social media or your website that you would like to share? Sure. I mean, you can always find me on Facebook. Um, the difference is, so my name is Susan Tuttle. I write under Susan L. Tuttle. That L is very important um, because there are other Susan Tuttles out there in the world I've, I have found. Um, so you can find me on Facebook as Susan L. Tuttle author. Um, and same with uh, my website, which um, is SusanLTuttle.com. So, which I'm in the process of hopefully reworking. Um, so, but I am there. And Instagram as well, because Instagram is such a great, you, you guys, like all you bookstagrammers and all you people, I'm such a wonderful community. It has been an amazing community to be a part of. And so I'm slowly getting to know more and more people there. So you can always find me on Instagram as well. And that's Susan L. Tuttle as well. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, that that does, I feel like Instagram, it, it, it's a different sense of community. I feel like it's more one-on-one, -on -one, which kind mm -hmm. of feels weird, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's really <laughs> I found you because of Instagram, so I am very happy about that. <laughs> Instagram's worth it. I found Susan Tuttle. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank you very much for joining me. I am really excited to see where this second chance is going to end up. Well, I appreciate you having me. That, that means a lot to me. And it's been great to get to know you too. So it's just been fun. It's very fun. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I sure had a blast talking with Susan. And if you have not yet read her books, you really need to. She is an amazing author, amazing gift of stories. Um, and I would love to hear what some of your favorite second chance romances are. You can always message me at through Instagram or Facebook at Nicole and the Unindeed TBR and have a good week. Thank you.